My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Colin. And this is General Kenobi. Hello there. So did uh, did, did you guys uh, see some some uh, cool Star Wars stuff that uh, that uh, just kind of got released today? End of the wild, no warning. <laughs> kind of finally got released. You mean after uh, yeah, like week and a half of <laughs> postponing? Yeah, yeah so, it was such um, a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> And for those who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the new Ahsoka trailer that just dropped. We have the new show Ahsoka coming out in 43 days. How cool is that? I am Absolutely. so pumped. That trailer was amazing. I'm surprised how much we got. And then also, I'm very happy that there was some celebration footage in that trailer, which nice. I didn't think that the public would see like ever. So I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, but yeah, no, I um, I am, um, I am so excited uh, for the show, and thank you for commenting on the walls. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they look awesome. Thank you. So yeah, before we get started, of course, we want to thank our awesome patrons. If you go to patreon.com and look up Star Wars stuff, you can find us. You can help support the show. Uh, we have some awesome contributors. I want to recognize them right now. We have on the purple tier, Chris Simpson, Kevin Leininger, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters, Sean Greathouse, Zach Detzel, and Mariana Atia Arnold. On the red tier, we have Fenrir526, Maya Morris. And on the black tier, we have Maka Tauntala, who's in the chat right now, Nathan Shank, Evan Opaker, Liam McCallion, and of course, Texas Vader76. Thank you so much. For all of your contributions, your likes, your subscribes, your your love. Thank you so much. And without further ado, yeah, let's talk about the trailer. So I'm going to play the trailer here Do it. in segments and probably just screenshots because they'll probably rip us off of YouTube if we uh, do a little bit too much. So yeah. without further ado, let's uh, run through it here. And I'm uploading it right now. So the first shot we see is of kind of the classic looking shuttle type. I don't know if you guys um, are aware what specific shuttle that is. It's not a Tidarian. No. It's it's almost like a mix between what we saw in Rogue One and Return of the Jedi. That looks more of the ship that we see in uh, in Revenge of the Sith. There there is a shuttle that Emperor... Emperor Palpatine uses to go and pick up Anakin off of off of Mustafar. Looks very similar to that. I haven't seen the front yet officially. I think there's another shot where we do see the front. Um, but from the back, it looks like that shuttle. Yeah, I agree. It's the one uh with like the more like dome-shaped canopy right uh at, yep. in front. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking as well. And the shuttle it's approaching. Do we know? It feels familiar to me. Did we see that in the Last Jedi? Of the ship, uh, so we've seen that ship in Rebels, a hundred percent, and I believe we've seen it in in Squadrons. Hmm. Um, it doesn't look like the Rebel transport ships from Hoth, like no. or in, in, in Return of the Jedi. So it, it's it's not those ships where like the first transport is away. It's not that ship. It looks very similar, but I think it's just a slightly yeah. different class i'm getting new republic vibes off of it absolutely very much so and yeah we get the closed caption here where balin uh the late uh ray stevenson says yeah. war is inevitable and we jump i believe right up onto that ship and we see the new character that um what what's the name colin oh of uh of the I, I cannot think of her name for the life of <laughs> so I'm here. so sorry. Um, that's going to bother me. J- just keep playing it. And I yeah, think the actress's name it. is Ivana Sackno. Yeah. So, yeah, you, 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 
essentially see them there on the bridge. And I just noticed this right here. You see the uh, um, the New Republic uniforms, of course. Yep. And you see uh, the Mon Cal right there wearing a helmet of the New Republic. I think that's kind of interesting. Yep. Probably recycled that Mon Cal throughout oh, uh, yeah. the Mandalorian season two, season three. Although it's a little bit, uh, you're right. It's a little bit not weird, but like surprising because aren't the Mon Cal usually officers like, you know, in the fleet? Like it's it's kind of weird to see one in Grunt, you know. <laughs> Unif- yeah. yeah, but they kind of go through, of course, the New Republic like butter, basically. Oh, yeah. What Jedi do. And, and Balin harkens back to uh, the famous phrase that Ahsoka uses, I'm no Jedi. And yeah. I, I believe he says we're no Jedi. We're no Jedi, yeah. And then they they basically blast the New Republic soldiers here, and I don't want to criticize, but I mean it feels it, you can almost visualize the rope that's connected to the back that pulls them. <laughs> <laughs> so it, but but see, it almost looks like they're shooting and using force push on True. them, which is kind of unique. Maybe I'll play it here, and maybe YouTube won't take me down. Yeah, that one, that second one was a little bit, yeah. The travel was a little bit weird. You're right. So yeah, here's the shot that we got originally in that first trailer, where um, Ivana Sakno uh, goes through and just, or is this Balin? Um, it's I'm it's another hallway course. scene. Yeah, the white walls, the classic white walls, but it's the New Republic soldiers here. Yeah, they definitely look cleaner. So yeah. We are no Jedi. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So yeah, the brutality here is is clearly on display, just slicing through people. Which I think at the beginning of like the Disney purchase of Star Wars, feels like they kind of avoided that in a way. Yeah. But we get this in the trailer: a lightsaber going right through a guy's chest. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that means you know we got plenty of those throughout the throughout the season. Yeah. They're not gonna shy away from it. I mean, you remember the the first uh, Jedi Survivor game, like. That was one of the bigger criticisms of the uh, of the graphics, right? That the uh, that the slashes were just not translating into the human characters, and and they had to address that, you know, later on. But so, what do you make of the red logo? Yeah, so I, I thought about that too when I was looking at it. I'm like, why, why red, right? Like, why is it um like uh, are we, you know, supposed to allude to the Night Sisters? Like, is this, you know, um. I was trying to think about like maybe Thrawn's eyes for some reason. Like I don't know. Like that's those were the only few things that I could think of with this particular like red. Um, because first of all, Balin's lightsaber is not red. We know that, right? It's more of an orange thing. So yes, that doesn't match uh, this logo. So and I gotta are... give props to Colin here because we were in London. We watched that first trailer. Yeah. He turned to me and he goes, "Those lightsabers are orange." I'm yeah. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> no, I, I, I then, was like, hundred percent, they are. Yeah. And Filoni, Filoni straight up said, "Yeah, that's a nice catch. They are orange." Exactly. And I'm like, I look at Colin. I just shake my head. I'm like, "Okay, Colin. Yeah, I got that one." <laughs> like, fine. I'll listen to you more often. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll put you on the podcast more. There you go. <laughs> So yeah, that red that red yeah. logo is is nice. It's striking, and of course we get the scene here where we have Ahsoka. There I think go. where she falls into that cave, which she spins the sabers around her, yep. drops mm-hmm. down, and she drops into like a like a temple type okay. yeah. setting. Now this and okay. Ooh, go ahead. So I'm getting first of all war between world vibes from the from the glyphs, right? From right. the lines, the circles. Now. That orb looks like it's something else besides stone, right? Like it looks to be maybe metal. I don't know, gold. Like it looks to be separate piece from from the rest of it. And then the last thing that I saw on this thing was the eyes of the uh, 
of the uh i guess statue or depiction and i was like are they meant to be like chiss eyes like you know like like red eyes um but i mean yeah. it looks very much like a jedi of course you know with the robes and stuff but i don't know those eyes kind of took me out of it a little bit so here's my theory um of just after watching this trailer over and over again is that they are trying i don't think it's accidental that they're trying to look for the world between worlds i think they're looking for it for a reason and the reason why is because a lot of people thought after star wars rebels ended and they did the whole and and then they were like you know where ezra's like hey sabine i need i need you to find me it's like well they're they went through hyperspace and they and they have the windows like open not that many people can survive that so how would they survive that and it's like okay well maybe they're, they're gonna do what they in season four of where ezra pulled ahsoka out of time they're they're trying to refine the world between worlds because sabine and ahsoka's goal is to do the exact same thing and pull ezra out of that moment of uh, uh of of like of right before him and Thrawn go into hyperspace. And my guess is that's what the other side is trying to do. Um, yeah, that, I was going to say, yeah, I'm going to say that that makes the most sense to me. So it, to me, it's kind of got like that Indiana Jones type vibe of where, the, where you've got two sides that are trying to race to get to the artifact. Uh, and, that would be the world between worlds and it's trying to pull like Ezra out and Ezra out of time. And then maybe somehow Thrawn like, you know, gets through as well. Um, right. But yeah, that is my theory of what's going to happen in the show that that makes the most sense to me. Yep. I mean, we got a few scenes here coming up uh, later on in the trailer that fit right into that theory. I think for, uh, well, for the bad guys, right? For the bad guys. Yeah. Yes. So does this character look like a Togruta to you? Mm, I don't think so. I guess if if we could see the top of that hood, right? If we could yeah. see like like the um what do you call it? Like, like the protrusions, right? Then right. I would say maybe yes, but uh I don't know. It's tough because she's heavily covered, right? Like all, all her head is is like wrapped. So right. So yeah, here's the classic shot of the back of Thrawn's head walking yeah. on the bridge on some ship. And go. then we get this kind of like Stonehenge monument, almost seen stone Tython place where yep. we see uh, the two dark side characters walking out of their ship. And I don't think anyone's really addressed their ship that much, but that's an interesting yeah. kind of style there. It looks like the shuttle Tidarian a little bit with the with the wings up at the top but then you have a bubble cockpit the yeah, yeah. You have on the falcon and the ghost right yeah but, i was gonna say that cockpit yeah so looks like so falcon. yeah essentially they're gonna come here and it looked like they're gonna meet morgan elsbeth yep and we're really gonna see some money on the screen it looks like they spared oh, yeah. no expense for these effects and they talk Damn. about a power such as that you never dreamed now, does that make any sense for what we know up to this point in live-action animated canon that Thrawn possesses power, or is it maybe something else he's referencing? I think they're, uh, to me, they're prefacing, like, the world between worlds. Like, to me, that okay. would be the ultimate power, because think about it. During Rebels, uh, Palpatine was trying to access it, so then he could go through the timeline and just change events uh, like in the timeline. So he could be even more powerful or right. he could take over different, you know, time streams. Again, we don't know exactly how the time travel thing works yet, uh, but we know it's going to play. A, it looks like it's going to play a, a large role in the show. Um, and I'm hoping that my theory is correct. But, you know, who knows? But that's to me. That's where it looks like that they're trying to go. Yeah. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Visually, this thing looks gorgeous. Yeah. It feels like they really spared no expense and all the money went here as opposed to fun funneling it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's 
I mean, j- just to see the aggression, that just the fact that they're being super intense and fast, just like George Lucas instructed the, uh, so many years ago. And then I you get to see the Rebel fleet. Yes. Yeah, this this was my favorite shot of the trailer. I yeah. am a sucker for ships, and I feel like we've been lacking like fleet wise yeah. in a, in the last you know few shows. So when I saw this, I literally like screamed out. I was like, yes, finally. I mean, that right there looks like home yeah. one right off the bat. Yeah. And then you have a couple of hammerhead, you know, Corvettes down yeah. there. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I- I'm ready for this. Like, g- give me more of this. Maybe a medical frigate at the top yeah. there. And we don't know what planet that is. Uh, I mean, it, it, it could be Coruscant where it's really cloudy, but I doubt it. But that would make sense because that's where the new Republic is currently stationed at. Yeah. During well, the it could too. be Hosnia also, right? Like on the Hosnian system. I so, think it is Hosnian possibly mm-hmm. because it's. I think it's going to play a, a now. Role yeah, it, it won't be the the new Republic capital. Uh, yeah, capital right now, right? But right. It, it was already pretty pretty important. If my timeline is correct, it was already very important to the, they, the new Republic. Correct, because they because of right now they are in the process of choosing a new capital um yeah. uh for the new republic because some people in the new republic wanted it wanted it to stay in Coruscant, but others yeah. wanted it to move to this planet. Uh and the other thing right now, which I really hope that we see because we know this is an aftermath and everything, is I want to see the bounty hunter Embo uh actually serve mon yeah. mothma i want to see him live action he's one of my favorite bounty hunters he's got the coolest hat yes because because of he's like you know the alien version of captain america like he yes, throws that thing he catches say. it puts yeah. it on let's go i want to see that live action i don't know if we'll see him actually like you know like do anything crazy but i would love to see him uh just even having a cameo uh but this that would definitely make sense that that this would be prime yep yeah and then we get our first big live action shot and sequence with Hera Mary Elizabeth Winstead Miss Ewan McGregor flying the ghost in action here I play a little bit of it and yeah just just to see this imagery and of course you get to see one of our favorite droids of all time Chopper oh yeah in the back saying all kinds of yeah (laughs) we we should talk about the ship that she's chasing right now because okay that looks very i mean like Mm -hmm. we have no idea of of what that circle part is at all and we've never seen that class of ship before either um as far as i know i mean it does look similar to the to the cargo transport ship that, that we see in solo where like they try and try and hijack the train. Like I kind of oh, yeah. see that similarity, but the circle thing, no idea what that is. Could it be some type of uh, communication dish yeah. um, for, for, for a ship or something that they're stealing. And then maybe this is like a side mission. And then like they call up Hera and they're like, Hera, Hey, we need you. Something big is going on. Right. Um, it actually reminds me a little bit of those. Uh, I mean, it's a lot bigger here, but it reminds me of those uh, shield generators. Remember the ones they they stole from uh, in Rebels? Yeah. Uh, that top, that circular design, remind me a little bit of it. Again, this might be for like a cruiser, right? Level of a shield or something like yeah. that. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I'm getting side quest, uh, you know, from Hera from from these shots. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's great to see Chopper. Oh yeah, live action looks good. So many war crimes that we're going to see in live action. You and guys get ready. <laughs> and of course, he's voiced by Dave Filoni. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. And here, this uh, lineup of uh, New Republic higher ups. You see, of course, yep. we have Mon Mothma in the middle. And to the right, I think we're thinking this is uh, the father to the main character in Star Wars Resistance. So yeah. I believe that was confirmed, actually, that okay. it was him. Nice. Um, and that does make sense because he's not as old as he is, like, you know, you know, in, in the Resistance show. But yeah. um, he's probably not even born yet either of, uh, yeah. of, 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 of the main character. Uh, but it definitely makes sense. And I love how they're doing the tie-ins because that show didn't really do well. Um, I thought the first season was 
you know, it, it made sense because it was mainly a kid's show, but yeah. then they turned it. And then the second season, it definitely got darker. I got more, um, uh, it grew up a lot. And then that last shot of, of them in the show kind of, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a little key spoiler. It doesn't spoil the films or anything, but they were getting ready to refuel the ship over on bot two at black spire outpost. Yeah. Uh, and then we just never saw it. They never talked about it again. And I was like, yeah, wanted to see it. Like, I, I don't care. I just want to see it on screen. I, I want to see black spire outpost on screen. That would be so cool. Just do it. Just, yeah, totally missed opportunity, like you said. Right? You could have tied in, you know, to a lot of stuff, right, going on. I mean, they were making the big push for Galaxy's Edge, all of that stuff. So it yeah. just made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Hera's on the bridge here trying to convince him to prevent another war, which is interesting. And you get a up-close shot. There's another Mon Cal in the back there. And what, what do you guys think of Hera's look as, or Mary Elizabeth's look as Hera? <laughs> Um, is it growing so I, on you? I, I, I love the actress. It's just to me when they choose and, and, and again, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but I think Vanessa Marshall would have killed it as live action Hera. That's, that's my opinion. I think she would have crushed it. And as her voice is iconic for Hera, yeah. it's just like with Ashley Eckstein. Don't get me wrong. Ro- Ro- Rosario Dawson is fantastic. But their voices are so iconic for the characters, so it 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 definitely throws me off of hearing her voice and not Vanessa's. Uh, but probably after a couple episodes, I'll be like, "All right, I'm in, I'm good." And I know they have to do that uh, for uh, that they have to do that sometimes, um, j- just because they would like to draw more people in and stuff like that. But then you have cases like where Katie Sackhoff does the animated version and then the live action version. Yeah. Um, and she does a great job. Like, a, and I really, really hope that they keep doing that in the future because Thrawn is also a fine example. Could you imagine having someone else do Thrawn and not hear that iconic like Thrawn voice? That would throw me off a lot. And I, I don't know if I would be okay with that right away like a lot of people were with ahsoka um because thrawn has such an iconic voice so them going forward i I don't know it's it's kind of a swing and a miss of when you're bringing animated characters to live action because you have like you know certain crowds that you have to please the one thing you have a little bit bumped into her look was the eyes like they they're a little bit too shiny i think yeah Uh, like a little bit too I don't know. I mean, that yes, they're supposed to be green, obviously, but that they, they they're like glowing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I think that was the the thing that I noticed the most. Interesting. I, okay. I also hope that we do see the the kind of sassy, funny side of Hera as well, yeah. because from all the trailers, we've I think maybe we've only seen really one scene uh, like of her kind of being sassy. Other than that. Everything else has been very serious. And something that was great about Hera was that she had that classic smuggler vibe, right? So so she was very similar to Han Solo. She was sassy, serious at times, but like mainly sassy. And and that's something that I really liked that they kind of carried that tradition on for like smugglers and stuff. And now that she's a general... That's fine, but we've seen General Sandula in Star Wars Rebels, and she was yeah. also, you know, s- sassy as well. So I hope they continue that in live action, or it's going to throw a lot of people off. And here you have Ahsoka arriving on that same ship, greeted by Hera Sandula, along with Huang. Yeah. And he was also voiced uh, again by David Tennant. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you see a, a New Republic guard there along with uh Yeah, he's still got the the what was his name? General Nadine. Uh yeah, yeah. A uniform. So yeah, that that's heavy that, uniform, yeah, exactly. That caught on. General <laughs> Maydine. <laughs> so yeah, there's Hera trying to explain to Ahsoka, you need to help us. And then uh, reminds Ahsoka that uh, 
there's someone out there that can help, and these shots of Lethal look yeah. awesome and oh, live yeah. action. Just so good. Tremendous. It it transferred over well. And of course, you see the back of Sabine there at the bottom with the long hair. It shows the passage of time. And Yeah. So I think the rumors might be because I think the rumors might be false potentially. Like of um because we remember how the rumors were the like it would jump back and forth of where it would be like would be present time Mandalorian, like of 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 that time period, and then it would jump like directly of where we left off of the epilogue. Um from what we got from this trailer, it looks like you know that all of of what we got from from the epilogue of of Rebels is gonna line up directly with this entire show. So I don't think there's there's gonna be any time jumps. Is 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 the thing I'm trying to say. And before they were saying that there was gonna be time jumps. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll get a flashback here and there, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know how much of the actual, um time travel or time glimpsing yeah. you know, from the from the war between worlds we will actually get this season uh i'm sure we're gonna get a tease here and there but i don't know that we will get you know full-on chase within the the portals you know like we did in rebels uh not yet anyway hmm. all right then we see a highway on lethal and anyone know what class of ship that is right there? Is that they are e- introducing a lot of new ships here? Is that an E wing though? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. The the wingspan kind of looks. I don't know. And this really awesome shot right yeah. here of, of Sabine riding her speeder. And if you look at the helmet. arabesh right there, if you if you translate it, it says babe. <laughs> and then you see the little uh, drawing of her. Uh, Lothcat there, yeah. which uh, I've heard is going to play a, a a pretty big role. It's, it's going to serve the uh, the Baby Yoda role in this show because it's so cute, apparently, and it's it's just as technical. Okay. Okay. So that's what I've heard. Well, we got to yeah. have the cuteness, dude. <laughs> yeah, you wing. Oh my lord, that's awesome. That yeah, that's an E wing. Nice. Yeah. Colin called it again. <laughs> so yeah, now we have Ahsoka talking about how Anakin never got to finish my training, and she's referencing to Hera that she also left Sabine hanging. Yeah. yeah. This gets interesting mm-hmm. be because of then Sabine calls her master, and then yes. you're just like, what? Because Sabine's not Force-sensitive. So why is she calling her master like, you know, that she is force sensitive and maybe, I mean, because again, it could just keep us guessing. They could be kind of changing things up, but I don't believe she was force sensitive. Correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but I don't think so. She could wield the dark saber. Right. But, she... but Poketan could also wield the dark saber as well. And she's not force sensitive. Right, right. Good yeah. point. Oh, what are we looking at here? It uh, looks like a uh, possibly like a mountainous landscape or those buildings. Almost looks yeah. like a rock. I like that boulder. That's a nice <laughs> boulder. But it does look like there's a city on the left-hand side. Yeah, you're right. So what huh. city does that even resemble? I don't know. I thought it was Lothal for a little bit, but I don't know. It looks different. Maybe a side of tattooing we've never seen before. It's got markers on it, too. Yeah. That is true. Those red markers at the top. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Got your happy price, price line. So yeah, we get more speeder action with Sabine on it. And she goes under a ship. And she crashes. Yeah, and then we, we get this little guy. Yes. yes. That is like the classic Kenner yeah. R2-D2 look. And I love that they did it. And I I mean, I wasn't there when Hunter watched it. When when, when our new co-host Hunter Smoke watched it. But I guarantee you he jumped off of, <laughs> uh, off of the chair. And then he just started doing sketches of like of, the, of his next project. Because he has droid fever right now. So I guarantee you that he's beyond excited for this new droid. Yeah. I wonder what his name is. I I mean, my guess it would have some type of it would have some type of homage to camp to to Kenner. Yeah, that's so, exactly what I was thinking too. Like yeah. KN something or yeah, I don't know. Yeah. R1D1? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? So we're back to the hologram map on the table master and that's the point where we're all shocked and sabina's calling ahsoka master i just i i don't know where they're going with that i'm 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 intrigued i mean if she ends up being force sensitive i'm totally fine with that because we haven't seen a force sensitive uh we like really haven't seen a force sensitive um mandalorian mandalorian in a very long time and i know some people were saying that uh pre that pre Vizsla was force sensitive but i i mm. it was never confirmed that he yeah. was yeah yeah and also we haven't talked about how um ahsoka's head tails are longer compared to the previous shows I uh, think, uh so the way that they did it in the show and this was definitely told a celebration by rosario dawson is that um is that the headpiece um her laku uh is like um i'm that that might be for for twi'lek but it's fine it's whatever uh so the actual structure underneath is a 3d printed um skeleton and then they ended up uh putting all of the um all of the paint and and the silicone and the and then the latex and everything over it so that's why it's got more of that natural look and fight scenes and um and and just from the stuff that we've seen uh because it's not animated that's all real so that's very very cool to see that they've jumped from it because i remember watching that first episode that she debuted in and it was great it just threw me off because of um she her her look was like her season one star wars the clone wars 2008 look when she was like 14 and that threw off a lot of people. So uh, it's, it's definitely cool to see how much they've upgraded and learned from when they first had her come into live action. Nice. Yeah. And then we get our first words from Ezra ever yeah. in live action played by what's, what's the guy's name? I think it's Iman as Fandi. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, we get to see his hologram there talking to Sabine. And I think after that point, she goes ahead and she um, does some meditation right in front of her Mando helmet. And she decides to cut her hair off. Yep. Right. So this is where I'm just like, okay, I guess they're, I, I, I guess there isn't gonna be the time jump thing like mm-hmm. we talked about but they could just yeah. you know they definitely could just be making it look like you know it's all one fluent like you know kind of um yeah they could uh, be throwing us off yeah. definitely and yeah i think this is a callback to when kanan cut his hair off yeah back in rebels and we get a shot of ahsoka here and she says the same thing nice haircut and we get the classic looking sabine right in front of the mural that colin yeah. and i got to visit in london yeah. which is super cool to see it was an actual mural they used now this is directly out of the epilogue from star wars rebels in season four yes. at the very end yeah it's uh, the same animation style and everything yep they did not have 
any dialogue in that scene when they actually like uh when it came out i mean they had sabine's voiceover but they didn't ha- but you didn't see any era- interaction between ahsoka and sabine talking or anything like they just walked on board so it's gonna be it's gonna be great to go directly from that scene and see where they go and and, and honestly it looks like their avenger just gets crazy um f- from this upcoming footage that we see yeah. And right here, something's grabbing a handle. And it's either Ahsoka or Sabine about to go in hyperspace. Bam, there they go. And Let's see on August battle. 23rd, he saw Purgle. I would yeah. like to see the Purgle again. <laughs> Is there one in here? No, 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 Next no, one. no, no, no. I'm, 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 t- I'm talking about uh, like upcoming. Okay. Yeah. So this shot right here actually looks like her mm-hmm. saber blades are shortened a little bit, or is it just the angle? Almost like she adjusted them. Mm-hmm. I think her blades are definitely adjusted, but not her um hilts. Yeah. Her like hilts and are so long. <laughs> she's going up against these HK assassin droids, possibly or one droid, and then and one, one inquisitor, no? Inquisitor, yeah. And I think we're all in agreement that this is possibly the eighth brother. That's what it's looking like. And then we see different footage coming up where it, you know, that maybe he somehow got, you know, he got saved from the world between worlds. And maybe they were trying to find Thrawn and they ended up like, like, you know, opening a portal and then he fell through or something. That's my guess because... The whole place exploded. He probably could have survived, but it would also make sense if something like that happened. And this sequence right here with Sabine manning the guns right there. That's just awesome. Visuals look spectacular for this show. Purgle! There we go. And right here we get the space well that Colin got to see (laughs) in London on the big screen. Yep. There's a lot of celebration footage. Yeah, and Ahsoka did a New Republic uniform, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I mean, it looks more of like a pilot type yeah. thing. It's just the New Republic colors. Yeah. Yeah, Sabine looking like not armored version there, too. Yeah. Yeah. What are these? Could that be the... That potentially could be the. I don't think it could be the E wing from before, but it, it looks does. Different. It looks different. That that could be the in the in antagonist ship, mm-hmm. um, that we saw earlier. Yeah, it looks like they're flying through the tails of the space whales. Yep. Which is going to be epic to see live action. Just seeing all this live action is just yeah. gonna, it's yeah. it's just going to be mind blowing. Yeah, she says, if we don't stop Thrawn... And there he is. There he is. Nightcrawler himself. That is a... That is, like, a direct... Like, you know, this clip right here is directly from Celebration. Like, this is the exact thing that they showed. And and then I just remember afterwards that they had the actor come out. We all just freaked out. Um, Now, if you back it up just a little bit, um, like... To where do you see the guy behind him? I I can't tell what type of armor that is. Oh yeah. But that's a that looks like a um like a pilot and almost like the training helmet that solo wore yeah. combined. Yeah. But that's definitely, you know, a person back there because I see the eyes and the and the face yeah. like the nose and everything, like the outline of it. So I'm really curious of what armor that is. Almost like a Arc One Seventy pilot. Oh. oh, okay, yeah. But there's no clone in there. No, no, probably. So yeah, we get to see Thrawn officially. No leak. This is him. Yep. And this is Lars Mikkelsen playing the role. It's not Elon Musk. So just <laughs> just get that out of your systems now. Like just. <laughs> it's a Mikkelsen brother. Yep. Darkness. 
Shin. Shin. Yeah, Shin. that's her name, Shin. You have no power. So she's talking to Sabine right here in the woods when Sabine lifts her hand up, and it looks like he's, she's trying to use the Force right there. Yep. Yeah. So you think that's just like a trick, or do you think she's actually trying to use the Force? She... She does have the she does have the gauntlets that that give her that kind of Jedi advantage, like against force wielders. That could be it. I mean, I guess we really haven't talked about it, but if she ends up being force sensitive, how do we feel about that? Because that was never hinted at in um, in Rebels at all. And I think a lot of people were okay with Finn being force sensitive in the end because there were a lot of hints throughout the trilogy that he was force sensitive. So it honestly made sense. But having Sabine just be force sensitive out of the blue, I mean, I, I'm okay with it, but I want them to make sense of it. Maybe some type of flashback of where like she kind of discovers it. But just giving her like force powers is just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I mean, she straight up calls Ahsoka Master, so... Yeah, I know. That's that's kind of telling right there. And the fact that Ahsoka's not a formal Jedi, but she's training Sabine, that also could mean that, yeah, I mean, she's just training whoever she, she feels like, that she can, and it's not kind of interfering with any type of code or anything because she's not technically a Jedi. I'm not quite sure. I wouldn't have any issues with Sabine being Force-sensitive. I think they need to kind of flesh out the fact that someone can eventually use the force. They don't have to be born with it. Maybe it, I mean, it's something that can be acquired. I would like if star Wars established that actually. I mean, they kind of did in, in the sequels because of you've got Finn that, that actually got his powers near the end. And then you got Ray that sounds like we knew she was force sensitive from the very beginning, but she didn't discover it until she was older. So it, so they've semi-established it early on. So the darkness is coming. Anakin spoke highly of you, Balin says. So this, I think, cements the fact that Balin was a Jedi, a Jedi before yeah. Order 66. And he's a fallen Jedi now. And he's trying to probably get the upper hand of joining Thrawn and his forces. Because he thinks... Thrawn is, of course, the heir to the Empire. And I don't know if this is like a scenario where he's trying to recruit Ahsoka or if he's just straight up trying to eliminate her. But we've, we've seen that scenario play out in the past. And this is very, very much world between world-ish. But I think we all think that this is that Stonehenge platform that we all saw earlier that Morgan Elizabeth kind of activated so yeah, we get a nice little duel here. And then we get this shot of probably the hologram that we saw on that table there. Yeah, they look like a bigger ruins. Though I'm my guess is that it's the temple from the beginning of the trailer that, that we saw okay. of of where like she kind of goes down and and then then she's looking at that statue. So I think this is not happening in order, but like I think this is the place that we saw from the beginning of the trailer. And then we've seen this place from past trailers as well. Yeah, and here's the Star Wars Mission Impossible sequence. Yeah. So but the question running. is, who blows it up? Yeah. My educated guess is Huang. Yes. And I love that line right there. Once a rebel, always a rebel. Yeah, I can see them putting that on on a t shirt already. Oh yeah, <laughs> putting out the bumper stickers right now. So yeah, we get to see Sabine use her her gauntlets. Well, her um, what's the yeah. wire called? What do they call it in Star Wars? That's Some type like of cable. Name. Yeah, yeah. Every Mandalorian has one. And we Most see Ahsoka dueling. And she shoves a blade right through the chest of that droid. 
I'm telling you right now, if Luke ends up like showing up like on her journey halfway through and then they talk to like Ghost Anakin, do you know how wild that's going to (laughs) be? Yeah. I'm going to lose it, man. Uh, They need to do that, man. That that would be so great. That'd be so terrific. And this last shot here we get of the helicopter blades. And we hope we see them in flight. Oh, yeah. I was upset when we didn't get it get it in Kenobi. There were so many opportunities. Yeah. They just didn't do it. And look at that. That's an awesome shot. The blade, the white blade behind your head. There's like like I I feel like it's it's every other shot. We see Ahsoka turning on her lightsabers. So Ro Zara Dawson probably went through like a lot of training. Like a lot of training for this movie. And they also talked about that at the panel at celebration of uh of where like the whole like the whole crew like the whole cast pretty much went through intense training with a lightsaber except Hera because Hera yeah. was like the only one that really didn't have have a lightsaber but yeah so yeah that's an awesome shot right there blocking the spinning blade there you go then we get the logo that we've had all along with the world between worlds kind of baked into it and we get a date and we get a two episode premiere. That's so cool. Yeah, that that's gonna be terrific. And hopefully these episodes are long, a little bit on the longer side, which is what I've kind of heard, but we just don't know yet. So, yep, it's gonna be on Disney Plus, and there's a trailer, guys. There is gonna be eight episodes. Eight episodes, yes. I feel like I'm just going to be on the edge of my seat the entire time. And with with Mandalorian, I definitely had that vibe of of where like I was I was excited to see what happened next. But this past season, there were a lot of slow episodes here and there. And I'm and with Ahsoka, I feel like there's not really going to be any like big like, you know, side quest or anything. I feel like it's mainly going to be plot driven. And yeah. that's going to be so amazing. Yep. Uh, because I think that's what the Mandalorian um, kind of felt like it missed this season. And uh, and with Ahsoka, you know that Dave Filoni was there every step of the way because Ahsoka is his baby. Uh, and it just makes sense that they are trying to, you know, kind of build the larger story that's going to happen within the next couple of years and Mando season four and all, and all these other shows coming out. Uh, so it's that, that trailer was hype. I was really surprised with how much footage they shown. Um, what did we all think like about the trailer? And do you think of they showed all of, uh, because sometimes when they show trailers, they show all of the best parts of the, of the show or movie. Do you think they did that with this? Or do you think that, that they that this is just a glimpse and that they didn't show you know like all the best parts i think they definitely showed um a good chunk of the action for the for the show now well like you just said what i'm more interested in is the the plot right the story of this show i think it should be the main thing right for for this like that should be the one thing everybody says you know was the best um action wise i mean i think we've seen it you know star wars has it pretty well down like the you know the Disney Plus shows have been visually like amazing, right? That they've been so good. The fights have been incredible. Uh, so I'm not necessarily worried about that. Um, I'm okay if we saw the like I said, eighty percent of of the action that's gonna be you know uh, in the show as long as they give me a good story, right? I, I don't need you know blowing up planets every episode. Like just just give me a good story to keep me on the edge of my seat. And have the action, have the fights when it makes sense, and I'm I'm good with that. Like I said, I'm I'm Mandalorian season two taught me that even though I enjoyed the action, right? If you don't give me like a good context for it or a good why it's happening within the story, uh, it's just that, right? It's just like yeah, I enjoyed that scene, but it didn't really transcend, right? Like it it was just uh, almost like fan service, Rick. You could call it. Yes. Yeah, I really think this is one of the greatest trailers that Disney Plus has dropped. Yeah, that's very sure. fast, very intense. 
very, very much what I think that we were all kind of expecting without expecting it from Dave Filoni. And we got a lot of action. And I feel it feels like there's going to be more action that they haven't shown us. I feel like there's going to be lots of surprises, lots of Easter eggs, lots of characters we haven't seen yet show up. Um, We just did superhero uh, Comic-Con and car show in San Antonio. And we think we heard something along the lines of a certain character that's going to be in Ahsoka that there's been no advertisement for. So I think there's that, but I also think there's other stuff that's, I think the show is going to be a really big kind of linchpin and like a benchmark or a landmark or whatever you want to call it, where Star Wars is going to head or introduce new elements for Star Wars that we haven't seen before while everything involving the Outer Rim territory, um, the Outer Reaches more so than what we got in The Mandalorian. And we're really going to get stuff that we're going to be able to create more and all the creatives will will have storylines for different things and it's it's all going to offshoot off each other and uh, i think it's going to take star wars into the next phase of of what it's going to become and absolutely i'm yeah. super happy and dave filoni's leading the charge and i'm so excited for the 23rd of august yeah oh absolutely yeah yeah and this you know this this has to do good right i mean this this is um how can I say it? This is the closest to what we all want, right? Uh, which is yeah. basically Filoni taking the reins of everything, right? The, yes. the story, the show, uh, you know, the the the, the casting, even. Um, so yeah, I I think because of that, there's a lot riding on this uh, on this show, and so far, again, it looks amazing. Like like I said, visually, I I don't think anybody will have any complaints. Um, I'm just very, very hopeful for the story. I th- and kind of going off of what David was saying was this honestly is the next chapter of, uh, which is something that John John Favreau established in the very beginning of of Megan Mando was the idea is to branch this timeline from Mando into the sequel trilogy. And they're doing that very slowly and it's not like in your face. And that's what I really like about it. For example, you had the Praetorian guards show up in the season finale of Mando and we see them in last Jedi. And I was like, that's great. It, it, it was a, it wasn't a in your face, you know, sequel Easter egg or anything like that. Like it made sense. Uh, and with this show, it's definitely going to branch and kind of start the next chapter yeah. uh, into the sequel trilogy. And it's okay if the sequels aren't your thing. That's totally fine. That's okay. But you you have to accept that those movies still exist. And I think what these shows are doing, especially during this time period, are making them more exciting for people. Uh, because they are telling the backstory that's leading into the sequels. And I think that's a very smart thing to do because that's exactly what they did with the Clone Wars leading into Revenge of the Sith. A lot of people didn't like the prequels back in the day. Yep. Now, if we take a look of where the Clone Wars and everything is now, it is one of the beloved uh, time periods in Star Wars just because Dave Filoni and George Lucas worked on a show called Star Wars the Clone Wars. It's so oh, yeah. good. So that's what they're trying to do with Mando, with Book of Boba, with Ahsoka, with Skeleton Crew. They are trying to bring in new audiences uh, like from all different ages that will enjoy these shows, but then also get subtle hints of the sequels. And then like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then everything's leading up to the sequel trilogy. And then the idea, which makes sense to me is that they're trying to make it more likable is that people are 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 gonna want to like enjoy the sequels more again it's okay if it's not your thing and it's great that 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 the sequels are your thing but i think that's the idea that they're trying to do yeah i agree yeah yeah well said so yeah that was the trailer i think that's the final trailer before we get the series 
August 23rd, two episode premiere, maybe two hours long worth of Star nice. Wars footage, which would be incredible. We'd be up till like five o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to take off from work. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I didn't think I could get more hyped. This got me more hyped. And I think in I think in a matter of minutes, this trailer had about two million views on it. And that was the last yeah. time I checked, which was insane um you looking at it right now yeah um q and i were on the phone and uh and uh, then i got the notification and and then i told you and then i watched it before you did and then you watched it so we kind of heard our reactions and yeah. i just re remember you being like oh oh my gosh really wow <laughs> and i was like yep this is it this is it here we go <laughs> yep yep yeah. And yeah, like I said, we took a picture in London in front of the mural, and here it is. Yeah. I found it. Nice. I, I look so tired. <laughs> oh my god! I don't even remember that picture. I'm not even smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a better one. Oh man, that's yeah. Funny. You probably do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just picked one of the the. Yeah, of yeah, them. yeah. And yeah, Rosario was there. I took a picture with her. Yep. It was awesome. I didn't get the digital print though. I was kind of in a rush, and oh. I think I bought it in my hotel room. Here it is. Right, here. I just took uh, a picture okay. of a picture. So yeah, nice. got to meet Rosario Dawson. She's so nice. Yeah, she's she's awesome. Um, got her autograph. The autograph line was pretty cool. Um, and a lot of really great cosplay in London this past celebration. And I took a few of those pictures. And yeah, Ahsoka is one of the more popular characters now that people cosplay. One of the more difficult, but I mean, one of the more popular, which I think really shows off everyone's passion. Part of our new host. Yeah. um, One of our new hosts that that we just added, uh, Star, uh, they do a great Ahsoka. And they do season seven, and then they do the later seasons um and and in the clone wars and their their costumes fantastic and they also do uh padme and a couple other people but those costumes are hard those those costumes are very difficult because you have to spend half your morning or you know or like the time period before you go and get ready and you just have to paint your entire arm your entire face just any part of your body that is exposed like you have to paint it and just imagine bro Azaria Dawson like doing that every morning before they have to go and shoot and and it was yeah. like every day of the week. So that's just crazy, but it looks great in live action and anyone who does that costume is phenomenal for taking the time and doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. So yeah, we got word today that um we are going to uh Cadabracon actually. We just did the Comic-Con and Car Show in San Antonio and another big convention that's going to be held, I believe September 21st, I believe Uh, the end of September leading into October 1st. And yeah, Yeah. it's, uh, it's going to be in Portland, Texas. So hopefully Colin will actually fly down and attend it. You can see Colin. If you decide to go, you can check him out there. And here's uh, the logo right here for Cadabracon. Yep. And some of the guests that they're going to have, actually, Daniel, Daniel Logan. Logan, who yeah. Colin has met before and spoken with. Um, and I've never met him in person. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, secure an interview with him, have him on the he podcast. He is very nice. He is very passionate about the franchise and, and just the character in general. Like, he, he loves Star Wars, and it really shows on screen as well. And any time yeah. that he voices the character, like, he, he puts everything into it. So... It will definitely be great to see him again. Yeah. Also, we're going to have Christine Gailey, who played R2 in that one episode in the Book of Boba Fett when we get to see Luke again training Grogu uh, right before he gets his nice. um, his mesh yeah. that he wears under his, his uh, I guess, the <laughs> is it a robe that he wears? Robe. I don't know what yeah, they exactly so. call it. Before his he gets his sack. mithril. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before he gets his mithril. And she also played that uh, that character you see. I think we all recognize it. I don't think we're sure which show it was in. Was it I in think that's well? Mando season one. That okay. Th- that like definitely be. looks like I'll season one Navarro. Yeah. yeah. And also uh, Susanna Malik, 
who played the Jawa next to Leilani Shu. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she has been there on set for uh, the Mandalorian and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And uh, I bet she has a lot to talk about. So uh, hopefully we get to see them, interview them, meet them and uh, bring it all to you guys. So, yep. and uh, David, you were right. So the, the dates are September 29th to October 1st. So that last weekend in, in uh, September leading into October uh, in Portland, Texas. So we are going to be out there in force. The the Countdown City Geeks, Star Wars Top Podcast, you know, Kenobi, Legacy of Nerd. You know, the whole army is going to be out there. So come say hi if you're in the area. Yeah, definitely. We'll probably have some giveaways too. Oh, yeah. I didn't give away everything at the uh, Car Show Comic Con. <laughs> so, yeah, there there's still stuff left over. And we'll probably pick up some new things along the way. So. Yep, that is the show. That is the breakdown. So for General Kenobi, Colin, David, may the force be with you. Always. Always. This is the way. This is the way. Roll the credits.